Ask the Sheikh program on Radio Ramadan 365 coming out from Glasgow. Uh, my name is Zubair and inshallah this month we will be speaking to a number of shiokh and we'll be discussing a number of topics, uh, all Islam related and it will give you an opportunity to ask uh, questions, uh, any thoughts that you might have or you might want to share, you can get in touch with us and you can pose, we will then pose those questions to our guests uh, throughout, the, throughout the month. Um, you're listening, of course, on Radio Ramadan 365, the frequency 87.7 FM, and we're also on AM and medium wave 1530, and it will be on digital radio as well. So every Monday to Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., inshallah, the Ask the Sheikh program will be on. Uh, of course, we're doing this remotely, which means that any questions that you do have, uh, you can get in touch in the normal way with Radio Ramadan 365. You can either email the questions in, you can go onto our Facebook, you can even tweet, uh, and anything that you do send in will come straight through to me, and I will then take the first opportunity, inshallah, on the following show to pose it to the Sheikh that comes on. Um, so first of all, let me introduce you to our special guest today, is Sheikh Amin Buxton. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sheikh. Wa rahmatullahi wa hope you're well. Um, and we're going to give you a quick uh, introduction to Sheikh Amin, and then we'll go straight into the questions that we have from some of our listeners. Uh, so Sheikh Amin was born in London. He studied Arabic and Islamic studies at SOAS in the University of London. Uh, he then enrolled at the Dar al-Mustafa in Tarim in Yemen, where he studied uh, Islamic sciences under the supervision of uh, Habib Omar. Uh, he's translated and edited a number of books. And currently, um, since 2017, he's been living with himself and his family in Edinburgh and Scotland. Um, he works for a number of educational initiatives, including iSyllabus, and he has also taught at Seekers Hub Retreat. Uh, so once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Sheikh, we find ourselves in very difficult times. We have, uh, of course, everyone is on lockdown, everyone is at home and being told to stay at home because of the virus. Um, just if, if you can just introduce yourself to the listeners and maybe a welcome for Ramadan and then we'll go on to uh, a few things about um, what we're going to be covering today. So, Assalamu alaikum to everyone listening. Uh, Ramadan Mubarak. Um, I pray everyone's, everyone's in the best of states and I pray that um, you're enjoying this. You've been enjoying the first few days of Ramadan and that um, this is, I really hope and pray that's going to be the best Ramadan we've, we've ever had inshallah. Inshallah. Sheikh, we can't uh, go to the masjid regularly, we can't attend the Tarawih prayers. Um, what kind of advice would you give to uh, people who are feeling really upset at the fact that they can't visit the mosque? Uh, Bismillah. Well, I'd say that um, I mean, all these, uh, the believer is, um, 
someone who is able to adapt to, to different situations and, and our faith is what, what um, shapes us and shapes how we behave and how we, um, how we deal with every situation we find ourselves in. And we can't always expect things to be, we, we should expect the unexpected. We shouldn't always expect things to be as we are um, accustomed to, 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 to them being because we know that Allah is in control of everything and things can change from one minute to the next. Um, so we, we used to um, Ramadan uh, being a certain way. We used to have certain habits and certain rituals and certain uh, habit and certain customs. But but we have to realize that what, you know, we have to kind of think beyond that and ask ourselves what is it that Allah wants from us at the end of the day? Why why you know why are we uh, not 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 why you know, maybe none of the bigger questions, but what does I want? Why are we in this situation? What does Allah want for us in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to something like the mosque. Um, there's a purpose, Allah for some for a reason for a reason for a wisdom has, has closed that door to us if you like, um, but then we have to ask us what was the, what was the purpose of the mosque in the first place and why are we going to the mosque and what what is what is Allah, what is the essence of that that worship and that and that um, you know that connection mm-hmm. so it makes us really think deeply about about these things and 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 um, and instead of just going going with the flow we kind of tend to just do things because that's what we've always done and that's what the community's done and that's what our parents did and that's how we've been raised but. It's, it's actually it's a challenge to us but but it're an interesting challenge because we kind of uh, we're asked to think a bit deeper about what what is the meaning of our acts of worship what is the meaning what's the meaning of the mosque in and of itself what's the meaning of taraweeh and mm-hmm. so on what's the meaning of our connection to the quran um so, so that, does mosque, that mean that uh, does that mean that for example we can still read our taraweeh at home of course of course and and, and that's and, and it's and it tells us also that the adin is so flexible the prophet said that the earth has been made a masjid for me the earth the whole earth has been made a masjid for me um that we're not uh, restricted to physical buildings we're not restricted to places and and um obviously we have an, we have you know that's not to negate the greatness of mosques and we our, our hearts should be attached to them you know the, the someone in the one of the people in the shade of the throne on the day of judgment is someone whose heart is attached to the mosque but it's interesting the prophet said his heart is attached to the mosque he didn't say he's always in the mosque. He said that that person is hard. They might actually not go to the mosque very much. They might be someone that just make it on Jummah, but they love and wish to be in the mosque. Um, so, so it's about, it's, it's an attachment. We have those, our hearts are attached to the mosques, but um, what takes place in the mosque can take place anywhere. And, and you know, we, our Sharia, our, our laws are very, very flexible. The previous, if you look at the previous nations, their prayers were, had to be in a certain way, in a certain place. The, very, the rituals are very, you know, kind of uh, limited and restricted, whereas our, our rituals are actually very, um, open and very uh, flexible. It's just, but sometimes we make them, we kind of restrict them and make them in a certain way. Whereas, in fact, the Sharia and the law and the Sunnah is very, very open and very, very flexible. So, in terms of Taraweeh, of course, Taraweeh is, is, a, is an extra prayer we pray in the night in Ramadan. It, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have to necessarily take the form that we're used to. That, and that's another thing. We're very used to having it in a certain way with a certain reading and a certain. But it can take, it can take a, it can take a different form, mm-hmm. and it has to take a different form. Um, you know, so, uh, so in the uh, in in a family home, for example, Sheikh, I mean, not just the Taraweeh, but uh, including the Taraweeh, all the prayers should be prayed um, with your family. Is that is yes, that I mean, this, is, this is another another opportunity for, for us really to really benefit and, and to, 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 to to bring together the family unit and something that perhaps again we're not used to. There's the, the men in many households. The men go out to the mosque and, and the women are left to to do what they what they whatever they want in a sense whereas whereas now Allah is putting us in a situation where we should we should we should attempt to pray all the prayers together mm-hmm. as a jama'ah. And it may obviously people are on different schedules and stuff, but as far as we're able to, especially in Ramadan, 
if we can do that, um, it will really have it. It's, 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 there's so much reward in it. There's so much blessings in it. There's just a coming together, the physical coming together, the spiritual coming together. Um, and you know, that's that's just the, that's those those are the those are the priorities. And you know, tarawih is a, is a is a sunnah is an extra nafal prayer. It's, it's obviously em emphasized. But if we can pray the fard, if we can pray the the, the the obligations together, that that would be a really a really great thing. Absolutely. No. One of the things that uh, I was uh, discussing this in a WhatsApp group with some of my friends, they were saying that look, going to the tarawih every year, um, especially in the masjid, the, um, there was like a incentive to go, and people were almost felt. Um, felt uh, obliged to go because of the fact that the mosque was right next to them. Uh, mm -hmm. What they're finding this year is that they're finding it very difficult to motivate themselves. Um, so how would you say that we should try and motivate ourselves, not just in terms of Darawi, but in terms of reading Quran and other forms? Yeah, of I, I agree. That is, that, is a that is a difficulty. And it does, um, again, it, it poses the question, what, why, you know, why, are we, why are we doing it in the first place? If we just, mm -hmm. because there is that pressure, there is, you know, the kind of, that we 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 gear ourselves up and we go out to the mosque because that's what we're doing and and, and there's a blessing in that in the jama'ah in, in the congregation but it, you know the again, again the question of sincerity it comes we we're we doing it because everyone is doing it and because if we didn't if we weren't seen there then we feel bad or now we're, now it comes we're left to our own devices and we ask ourselves what is do we have that motivation do we have that that ambition so it, it is a challenge we're all in the in the same boat it's a challenge to 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 um to get gear ourselves up and to but if there's a family it depends very on your situation if you're on your own you've got the, the challenge of, 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 of that if you were in a, in a family group then hopefully the family group can can work together to to um uh, to do things together um and you know just i think small things that make make it special so like you know the small quote unquote small sunnas and, and acts that make it special so like for example preparing for you get for tarawih for example preparing having a having a shower yeah. Uh, before Maghrib, for example, wearing you know, wearing freshening up, wearing nice clothes, making the place where you actually pray the prayer, you know, pray, uh, burning bukhur, making it smell nice, making it look nice, so that the whole family kind of coming together, and and also being realistic, not not trying to do too much, you know, it doesn't have to be the full yeah. um, twenty rakahs. If you were just to pray um, a small number of rakahs together as a family, which is manageable for everyone, young and yeah. old. And then the one, the ones people want to do more, they can do more. But if, if you know, just the coming together, praying Isha and Jama'ah, which in and of itself is a huge thing. Isha, Isha in Jama'ah in, in, in Ramadan is, is every, every father 70 times increased. So if you did that and then prayed a few rakahs and then everyone let people do what they want if they want to stay on and people want to read longer, good. But at least you've just come together for some, some extra worship, I think. I think. Mashallah. I think uh, this year we're not having that same debate that we have every year about how many rakah we should be reading. <laughs> and uh, I think it's probably a blessing. Uh, so you're listening to Ask the Sheikh program. Uh, it's going out to you Monday to Thursday, um, 6 to 7 p.m. On Friday to uh, Sunday, there will be the Urdu version on, on Radio Ramadan 365. And you can tune in on 87.7 FM and also on AM and medium wave, which is 15.30. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask any of the sheikh that will be coming on the program in the coming weeks, if you can Facebook or Twitter, um, or you can even email and leave the questions for the Ask the Sheikh program, and inshallah they'll come through to us. And on the next opportunity, we'll uh, we'll pose those questions. Sheikh, we've spoken about Tarawih, we've spoken about ibadah at home. Uh, there's a person who has texted in saying that they find it difficult to read Quran in any case. So uh, obviously he's referring to the fact that uh, we should be reading as much Quran as possible during Ramadan. Uh, but he's saying that he finds it difficult to read it in Arabic. What would your advice to him be? 
I just, I just, I just want one, one other point. One other point I wanted to make just on the last mm -hmm. issue before I come to that, which was that uh, I think um, there's a blessing in the in the situation now that um, it kind of uh, it puts us in a situation where we we question our intentions and our sincerity. So, as I said before, maybe we we just we go into the mosque because that's the thing we do. Um, it's very you know the social element of Ramadan is, is so important and so beautiful, but it also does it does there is this question of why are we doing things? Why do we have big iftars? Why do we have gatherings and are we doing it purely for Allah's sake to please and to get the reward, or are we, are we doing it to kind of please, you know, to please other people and please the community? So that's that's it. that's just something to think about. But in, in regard to the the question of, of the Quran, um, you know, I, again, it's like what, what what are we doing it for at the end of the day? Yes, yes, we're we're encouraged to recite the Quran, to complete the Quran, to read, uh, you know, uh, the Quran in abundance. But what 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 is what is what is the aim of reading the Quran. What's, what's, what does Allah want from us when we read the Quran? Does he just want us to read from 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 the from Fatiha to Surah An-Nas and, uh, and and just complete it just as if we're taking off something? Or does he want us to to interact with his book, to understand what he's saying to us, to um, yeah. to appreciate you know the his the beauty and the greatness of his words, you know, because so I mean so from from that I would say if you're struggling with reading the Quran then um, Learning to recite the Quran is is a is an effort and is a uh, is a is a is a is a time is it takes time it's a time consuming project in and of itself and it's not something you can necessarily just just jump to you know it's something you want to be thinking about through the year how you know and, and, and learning that the rules and so on that takes time but but okay. anyone can access the Quran any any time anyone can can um, you can read the surahs which you know in Arabic mm -hmm. and you can read in English. And understand what the Quran is trying to say. You can have, you can read through the Quran in English. You can access um, so many resources on the Quran, which explain what what Allah's. You know, there's so many things out there, short courses that are explaining the main surahs. There's there's little clips explaining extracts. There's, there's stuff about you know on each juz of the Quran. You can you can. There's so much stuff you can access and understand without um, without feeling um, kind of restricted because you struggle with actually reciting the Quran. I see, because the part, next part of the question was that um, having, uh, finding it difficult to actually read the Qur'an, um, the mm -hmm. question was, can I read it in English instead? And I think what you're saying is that uh, there's no harm in reading it in any language. I think, I think you just, it's, it's a combination of things. So you, if you, you we should, we all, all of us, uh, unless, unless you're just a, you know, a, a very recent convert, we all know some of the Qur'an. So we should, um, we should recite, uh, we should have some of the Qur'an recite, you know, in Arabic. Um, even if it's just repeating the surahs which we know, um, but then, 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 and then, um, you know, reading in English, reading translations, reading uh, tafsir or commentaries, um, mm -hmm. all of that will, 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 will enhance our experience in the Quran. Okay, very good. Now, there's another uh, question that somebody uh, texted in asking about the fact that they uh, seem to be overwhelmed by the number of videos, because what we found that over the last few weeks, even uh, leading up to Ramadan, especially in the first few days of Ramadan, there are a number of institutes, uh, because of the fact that everyone's at home, uh, they're running a number of online courses, there's a lot of people that are doing uh, talks and uh, engaging with people uh, online. Now, this person is saying they seem to be overwhelmed by the number of videos, so, uh, is, I mean, how, do, how does a person make so much sense uh, or sense of so much of the information that's out there. Uh, is, there is there anything that you would recommend, for example? I completely agree. I'm, I'm overwhelmed as well. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, there was already. I mean, this, 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 these things. Are, I mean, there's people already put out a lot of content in Ramadan online anyway. But, but because of the obviously the, the lockdown, everything has just gone through the roof, and it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, 
very hard to to keep to kind of keep keep tabs on things and, and it's, it's part of the age we're living in. Sheikh, in the first part of the program we were talking about different things about how to increase our ibadah during the lockdown, how to make the most of our Ramadan and uh, we talked about Tarawih and engaging with the Quran. So we're going to continue with a number of questions that we've received all uh, over the years uh, from different listeners and inshallah we'll add to them as the, as the weeks go by. But one of the questions that comes up again and again is this idea of repentance, asking uh, saying sorry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A number of our viewers have, uh, have texted in the past asking about uh, how they engage in saying sorry. How do you, I mean, it's easy enough to say that you should be uh, sorry for what you've done, but how do they truly engage and uh, do that tawbah or repentance in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in this month? Yeah, so tawbah or repentance is sometimes translated. Tawbah really means returning. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Allah loves the tawwab, Allah loves the people who, who constantly return. Um, so it doesn't, uh, in a sense, it doesn't, to return to Allah or constantly turn to Allah, doesn't, we should all be in that state whether we've done something wrong or not. I mean, we've all, we've all made mistakes, obviously. And uh, as the Prophet said, that all, the, all the children of Adam are constantly falling into error, but the, the best of them are those who constantly come back. Um, so tawbah and tawwab is someone who, tawbah is coming back and tawwab is someone who's constantly coming back. And that's the state we should all be in. Is, is we all we're, all we're all in absolute need of Allah's mercy. We're all in Allah in absolute need of Allah's uh, you know his his care and his concern. And so we should feel that need, and we should coming back to him in every at every situation. Ramadan, of course, is is a, is a is 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 a blessed time to to do that. And, and many people uh, every year and, and, and you know, they they find they find a new drive and a new. Uh, new kind of um, inspiration to come back to Allah whatever state they've been in previously people who don't pray or don't fast they, they come back to Allah in this time and it's, and it's part of this whole spiritual uh, atmosphere that Ramadan um, creates mm-hmm. things that the, some of the barriers and some of the difficulties are removed and people just feel that freedom to, to come back um, but in reality we all, need, we all need to come back to Allah in, in every in every breath and every in every in every state um, but how do we how do we do that I mean there's there's Part of it is is, is self knowledge and self reflection, mm-hmm. and so we take stock of things, and we we're encouraged to do that anyway on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. It's just as we would if we were in a business, we take stock of our of our business, of our you know ingoings, outgoings, and our and our accounts and everything. And likewise, this is this is much, our accounts a lot are far more important than our worldly accounts and our businesses. So it's something we should get in the habit of doing is. Evaluating ourselves, evaluating our day, evaluating our week, evaluating our, our month, our year. How are we how are we doing? What, what what things can we improve on? What are we? What things? Do we, what qualities and what traits do we want to leave behind? Um, and Ramadan is is that is it gives us that boost to do that. So it's a muhasab, taking yourself to account and saying, being very being critical of yourself and and, and realizing some of the shortcomings you have, uh, some of the things bad habits you've you've, you've fallen into, and trying to address that. Um, and then, and then, turning to Allah, and that's what Tawbah is: turning to Allah with that realization, with that recognition, recognizing that you, you the things, the wrongs you've done, and things you've done, and you've, there's only one Him who can uh, change that, and who can, um, who you can turn to in that situation. You can't turn to anyone in creation. Mm-hmm. You can obviously you write, you try and write wrongs. If the if the if the, if the things you've done are wrongs relating to people, then you try and write them, and that's another whole other kind of discussion, but, but in terms of whether, whether the rights, rights, rights and responsibility in relation to Allah, then that's something only he can, um, you know, only he can you know, deal with. So we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we 
and there's physical things we can do. We can, we can, you know, purify ourselves and pray to rakahs of Tawbah, intending that return, make it still far, you know, verbally seek Allah's forgiveness. Um, but above all, it's a state, it's a state of the heart, but more than anything else. Subhanallah. And is there any uh, times in particular during the day, especially in Ramadan, that uh, you know a person would turn to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in terms of Tawbah, or even just making du'as in general? Yeah, I mean, there's some of the, I mean, the times. Um, the time leading up to uh, to the breaking of the fast, the Maghrib, that is a special time, and it's and it's narrated that, that Allah, um, he we, we know in Ramadan that Allah frees. We have this concept of what's called min anar. Allah frees people from the fire. That people that might have perhaps done actions which have, uh, you know, earned them a place in the fire, so to speak. That, that Allah and His mercy turns to people like that and and, and frees them. And this, you know, this happens. Many people see this in Ramadan, but this is definitely, especially at the time uh, before um, sunset. So it's, it's it's important and a good habit to get into with the family or, or on your own, whatever to have. Or if it, it might be it might mean going off on your own for those minutes before Maghrib to make du'a and to focus. Uh, and and it's still far. One of the things that, that um, that's good to do is to, make, is to seek Allah's forgiveness at the end of the day in a sense wiping the state clean and then seek forgiveness at the end of the night as well one of the blessings of being up for suhoor for sahari uh, at uh, that time is, is not is obviously that you know is is to be awake when fajr comes in which which throughout the year we is most of us let's face it we're not up at that time but it's a, it's a really blessed time to be awake du'as are answered at that time and it's still, and the prophet allah actually mentions people in the quran he mentions specifically people who he loves who seek his forgiveness in that time of Sahar, which is the time before dawn, the time before Fajr. And we're all, we're all awake at that time. We're kind of rushing to eat and do X, Y, and Z. But yeah. if we can get our food out of the way, which is better for our digestion anyway, and spend a few minutes before the, before the Adhan of Fajr, before the time mm-hmm. Fajr enters, making it still hard, making dua, that's a blessed time. And, and in reality, throughout the day, throughout the night, and that there's any time, Allah's door is always open. Allah's calling out for us, to us to to approach him and to seek him, to ask from him. Absolutely. Uh, but those specific and, uh, times, before Maghrib, before Fajr, those are very special times. Okay, Jazakallah Khair. Uh, we're talking to Sheikh Amina Buxton this, uh, today on the Ask the Sheikh program. Um, and again, Monday to Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. And we'll be able to ask any questions that you send in to us. We'll pose them to any of our guests over the coming weeks. Uh, today, we've been talking about an introduction to Ramadan and the uh, ways in which we can increase our ibadah. And we've also touched upon uh, how to go about uh, seeking the closeness to Allah, which is through repentance in Ramadan as well. Sheikh, that leads me on to um, a question which we received from one of our listeners about prayers. Now, they're saying that they don't really pray much. Uh, they've never really, uh, they've missed a number of prayers, but they're just not in the habit of doing it. Uh, but they want to try and make uh, a change during this Ramadan. So what advice would you give to someone who's maybe feeling a bit sorry for themselves, the fact that they have missed prayers? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, how would you encourage them, especially in this Ramadan? I think the answer is in is in the, the, the answer to this is in what we've just been talking about that, that Allah in Allah you hibbut tawamin that Allah loves those who return to Him and and those constantly return to Him. So whatever state we're in, mm-hmm. whatever shortcomings we have, we are that's our, that's you know we are we are human. We have human failings. We none of us can live up to um, you know to give Allah what He's what He's worthy of being given in terms of worship in terms of as servitude as you know we are servants of allah who of us can claim to be a, re- a real servant of allah mm. um we all have our shortcomings what we do is do the best to seek his pleasure by fulfilling the obligations that he's placed upon us 
um, and these obligations in reality they're not they're not everyone can 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 handle them everyone can do them but they may for some people for whatever reason they may seem um, you know beyond their, their capability they may seem um, so so we everyone Allah you know come to Allah as you are uh, and 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 try and and if you if, if the salah is praying the five prayers is a, is a real struggle as it is for people and we realize that um, because. For whatever reason, and, and it's, it's, you know, we're not we're not in a. It's very different when you live in a Muslim country, and it's just uh, you know everyone prays, and it's just normal. We're in, our, in our situation, if you haven't been brought up in a household uh, where, where prayers have been, you, have, you haven't formed a habit of prayer, then it, it is difficult. Um, but you know, use Ramadan as, as an opportunity, and if even if it's just just starting with one prayer, that I'm just gonna uh, whenever it is I wake, I'm gonna you know you wake up in the morning, I'm just gonna. Um, you know, I'm going to pray Duhar for example I'm going to you know, just take my time prepare myself pray Duhar make Dua and take it from there uh, and, 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 and try and build up over the months and maybe in the, just be firm in that in the first week and then in the second week perhaps do Duhar and Asr mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or, or whatever it is maybe Maghrib if you're going to break the fast for example so have a routine where you um, you build up to it you break the fast pray Maghrib you know, enjoy it um, and ask Allah keep asking Allah you know that's the end of the, all of us us, those of us who pray five times a day, those who pray taraweeh, and this, if we if you don't ask Allah, that that tawfiq, that divine grace, can be taken away from us any any time. It's not it's not it's not a given. It's not a guarantee. It's not something we take for granted. Yeah, al qulub, as the prophet would say, yani, the one who's one who's who turns people's hearts. Allah's the one who turns people's hearts. Make my heart firm upon the deen. Just because you're because you're firm now, firm. doesn't mean you will be forever. And and, and it's not. And, and if you're not firm now, it doesn't mean you won't be. <laughs> you won't be. Uh, you won't be in that state forever. Allah can in a second can can gaze and can glance and can change can change people's hearts for, for one way or the other. That's the thing. Very good, mashallah. One of one of the questions that came up um, in terms of uh, time spent online, there was a question that uh, someone was asking about the fact that especially during the lockdown, they find that they are just hours and hours, uh, not only for work but just uh, going onto uh, movie websites and just spending a lot of time online. Um, and they're thinking, I mean, what's the best way to try? What's, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is spending far too much time online, uh, especially with the, with the coming of Ramadan? Uh, would you, I mean, is it, is it, unless it's for work purposes, do you advise them to completely stop? or? We're all in the same boat, to be honest. I mean, it's yeah. our phones. We're, we're all addicts. We're all junkies. We're all addicted to our phones and our everything. And it's, it's, it's very hard to break out of that, especially... And, and the fact that, that you know, even uh, works, you know, everything on works online. Uh, even our religious, our dean stuffs online, uh, and, and let alone all the other stuff. I mean, it's all, it's all there, you know. And, and that's that's the state we're in, unfortunately. Um, we just have to be, um, just to be. First of all, recognize that fact. The fact that this, the question you're answering that question is a good sign. You recognize that you are. That you, that's the first mm-hmm. first step on the on the, on the road to, to on the road to recovery, if you like, is, is recognizing you have got a problem. We, we, we will have a problem. My kid, even my kids are saying, you know, you're always looking at your phone, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's just, you know, we really have to deal with it, and it's, it's an ad, it's an addiction. Um, uh, but let, let's be realistic. What how what can we actually do for in Ramadan, for example? How can we structure our time better? How can we just have a limit at least? Have you know have have? And there are there are apps and things which 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 kind of time which kind of records what time you spent here and give you a little reminder and stuff like that. I, I don't I don't I, I'm sure other people know better about those stuff. But in terms of um, how can we structure our time? Um, if you're going to be if you're going to be using your phone a lot, then use it for something which is beneficial. And we already talked about how many how much stuff's out there, which is good. Mm-hmm. But but really have some downtime as well. Try and just try and really put the phone away. 
um, for certain times, you know, yeah. have times when you're not checking your messages and because that's just that opens whole doors of, of just distraction and have times when you're, you know, just and, and with the time when you're with family or with people, be with them and don't be yeah. with them with your looking half looking at them one minute, looking at your phone the next minute. Just be with them, have give them quality time for the time when you're with them. Have quality time when you go outside. Yeah, we've had some beautiful weather here recently. You know, really, uh, uh, we don't know how long that's going to last, but but but, um, but to go outside, uh, go for a walk. Uh, you know, make that part of your of your schedule. Um, okay. and do it more. You know, and, and, and it's healthy in Ramadan to do that as well because, um, especially day and night, because you know, if you eat, if you have a big meal, it's good to move and to to, to and it's good to get out in the sunshine. The sunshine is very um, has great uh, you know medical and psychological uh, benefits. Yeah, but, but yeah, we're all it's a struggle rolling. It's just it's just recognizing that, that that we do we are in an excess, but trying to be have at least have some kind of limit to it and some kind of structure to our time. Okay, brilliant. You're listening to Sheikh Amin Buxton uh, on the Ask the Sheikh program on Radio Ramadan 365, uh, coming to you every Monday to Thursday at six to seven p.m. and you'll find us on 87.7 FM, uh, 15:30 a.m or on digital radio. Now you can get in touch with us and if you just, uh, if you have any questions, any issues, any kind of queries, anything that's been troubling you that you want to try and maybe ask somebody, uh, you should take this opportunity. It's not very often that we get, uh, have the opportunity to speak to our shiuch and to have them answer our questions uh, so directly. So if you do get in touch with us uh, through Facebook or Twitter or by email, uh, just put down, ask the sheikh into the subject and uh, inshallah we'll receive the questions here in the studio and then we'll pose them uh, to our shiuch uh, in the forthcoming shows. Sheikh, there was a question by one of our listeners uh, about anger issues. Uh, they were saying that they find it very difficult to speak to and relate to their own brother uh, who has, uh, who seems to be very uh, angry all the time, always kind of in his own world. And they're saying that it, the whole kind of family dynamic at home seems to be troubling them. Uh, is there any advice that you can give to someone who either may be dealing with their own anger issues or dealing with someone else in the family? Yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult situation. Obviously, made much more difficult by the lockdown and being uh, one being in the in each other's faces more. And um, I mean, you know, there's, there's from the point of view of the person themselves. That's 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 one side, and then the other people dealing with that. But the person themselves, they need to recognize they have a problem. They need to recognize that um, you know there is an issue, and how they are with other people. We're not we don't, we're not islands. We don't we have to recognize that the effect we have on other people and you know and especially the people closest to us that we'll, we'll you know we'll take out our anger on on, on the people around us often our spouse, you know the, the close people in the household with us as spouses and so on and this is very uh, very harmful so that's to be means of of releasing that anger that's to be means of um we have to seek the best thing is to really seek professional help on this there's anger management courses there's counseling there's lots, lots of things to um to help deal with this with this issue and to to, to, to from a spiritual perspective to look um uh, and, and also a psychological perspective look what is you know what is this what is the root of this anger where is it coming from uh, and what is what are the kind of triggers and what are the kind of things that cause it and um and from the people who are on the receiving end obviously they're in a very difficult situation um especially if it's if it leads to to, to violence or to whatever but um um, that's something that the, if it's a family situation, they have to find a kind of coping mechanism of, of dealing with it and not not being too confrontational. That trying to trying to speak to that person when they're when the anger is calmed, to have you know to have a, have a have a have a way of of, of, um, 
dealing with it. It's, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult situation. But Absolutely. I think professional help is needed if, if it's a, if it's a genuine if it's a real someone has got anger management uh, anger issue. Then there there you know this professional help might, might be the best way to go. Okay, Jazakallah um, Again, any questions that you have, please uh, send them in to the Ask the Sheikh program and uh, in future weeks and in future programs, we will try and make sure that they get answered. Uh, there was a question here, Sheikh, on salawat of the Prophet wasallam. Is there any type of salawat that you would recommend and what are the benefits of, uh, of reading salawat? Yeah, maybe maybe is, you could uh, explain what they are, what yeah, salawat yeah, is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is an important part of our, of our, it should be an important part of our daily uh, devotions is that um, we have, you know, a connection to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi That everything in the Deen has come through him. Uh, that all the we wouldn't have there'd be no Ramadan, there'd be no Quran, there'd be no uh, fasting except through him. So it's a part of part of our etiquette with 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 things is to is to thank we thank Allah for everything. Of course, we thank the means which. Uh, was uh, the the means which through that thing came to us that thing came to us through it. So, so the Prophet is the means of all the good that we have, all the guidance that we received, all the knowledge that we have. It's all it's all through him. So part of that recognition should be translated into uh, into something which is one of one of the one of the one of those things is is to salawat or darud, which is having a, a time when we actually connect to him by 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 sending salawat, sending prayers upon him. And this is something Allah Himself tells us to do in the Quran, in Allah wa malaikatahu yusallun ala nabi, that Allah, truly Allah and His angels, they send these prayers upon the Prophet. O, o you who believe, ayyayuladina amanu, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who, O you who believe, um, bestow uh, abundant prayers and, and peace upon Him. So it's a command, it's a command, it's, one, it's a command like many others in the Quran to do this. And it's a command that we should fulfill as best we can. Which, uh, which, which entails, you know, having a specific time in the day or the night, just to spend a few, a minute or two, or more, uh, just uh, bestowing the salawat. It's something we do in our in our prayer anyway. Now, in our, in our salat itself, we say, "Allahumma salli." We have a salat Ibrahimiya. So it's, it's it's there in a part of our, our worship already. But it's something to do, to, an extra work act. We should we should think about, especially on 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 Thursday night and Friday. This is something the Prophet really encourages us to do to go, get closer to him on Thursday night and Friday, Juma. Um, but throughout throughout the week, um, we should um, have a, a kind of a routine of, of doing a little bit of this, or at least a little bit of this, and you'll find your spiritual benefits in that. You'll find um, it will bring you closer to Allah. It'll, it'll help you just taste the sweetness of worship. It'll it'll strengthen your connection to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, a lot of us feel, perhaps some of us feel, we're, you know, what you know, what 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 connection we have with this person who lived all these. 1400 years ago yes we know how great he is we know the quran but what, what actual personal connection do we have with him so the salawat is a means for that to, to establish that because you when you say when you say and the simplest thing is to say allahumma salli ala muhammad you know allahumma salli ala muhammad four words if you don't know more than that that's that's enough there's, there's hundreds of different formulas and different ways of doing it but if you just if you do that then you, you yourself are establishing a connection to him you're giving him a gift if you like and he's he doesn't need our gifts so like you were his 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 place is already guaranteed and his rank is already raised but we are in need of that connection and when we say it, when we say this when we say this Allahumma salli ala Muhammad we are establishing a connection to him he is receive, he is receiving this message from us and 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 um and responding to it you know just like when you say assalamu alaikum someone else says wa alaikum salam when we say Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad sallam Allah the prophet is, is hears that salah and hears and and, and hears that salam response to it 
So the more we do it, the more the connection will be. And Allah tells us, the Prophet hasn't told us that the one who sends one salah upon me, Allah will, ten, will send ten upon us, which is in and of itself is, is, is incomprehensible. Because what, what, what does it mean when Allah sends ten salah upon you? What, what is a salah from Allah? We, we have a concept of salah in a created sense, but when the Creator sends salah, we, you know, this is my, it's the mind boggles. We don't really understand what it is. But Allah, however you want to understand it, Allah sends these ten limitless, uh, indescribable blessings and gifts upon you. That's just presenting it once upon the Prophet So, so it's, 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 a, it's a win-win situation. The, 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 the least, the least we should do is, if, is just a few times in the morning and the evening. Is, 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 and the Prophet said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, just if just ten times in the morning and evening that you'll you will attain my shafa, you'll attain my, you'll attain my, uh, my intercession. That's just the, that's the least, the least someone should be doing." Thank you so much, uh, Sheikh Amin, for answering our questions today. Uh, this was the Ask the Sheikh program. And uh, like I said uh, previously, every Monday to Thursday, inshallah, from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, we'll be uh, doing the Ask the Sheikh program in English. Uh, any questions that you might have, um, please get them uh, through to us, either through Facebook or Twitter, or you can even email them to us. And what we'll do is we'll collate those questions and inshallah, we'll pose them to the Sheikh that come on our uh, on show in the future weeks. So, Jazakallah Khair, uh, Sheikh Amin, for taking part. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Jazakallah Khair. And I'm hoping that you can uh, maybe join us again over the coming weeks, inshallah, over the coming programs. Um, inshallah. I wish everyone a blessed Ramadan and keep the questions coming in. And, and um, there's nothing, there's, no, there's, no, there's no, no such thing as a stupid question. Ask whatever, whatever it is, whatever difficulty, whatever thing you have about just ask. And, and I'm sure the, 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 the people can answer, inshallah. Absolutely, Jazakallah Khair, and that's the, exactly right. I mean, the the opportunities to ask questions uh, about Islam are very limited, especially our avenues and the people that we're in touch with. But uh, this uh, this kind of program gives you that opportunity. So, inshallah, do get in touch. Jazakallah Khair. So, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again in the next program. Salama.